Hi, and welcome to another episode of the By Your Side podcast, the property podcast to help you make smarter buying decisions. My name is Michelle May, and I am the principal of Michelle May Buyers Agents here in Sydney, Australia. Now, first off, let me just start by apologizing. I am living next to a building site, so if you are hearing some noises in the background, that is my very obnoxious builders next door. But today, I have, back by popular demand, Michael Cheel from Stonehouse Group Brokers. How are you, Michael? I'm good, Michelle. Thank you so much for having me again. Yes, no, it's fantastic because you provide so much clarity from your end of the property transaction. And I wanted to talk to you about the burning topic on everyone's lips at the moment, interest rates. Everyone's talking about you know, the banks, the media, uh, the interest rates are going to go up. When are they going to go up? What's that going to do to everybody's mortgage? Can we still afford to buy? But the first question I wanted to ask you, understanding interest rates, is the cheapest rate always the best one to go for? No, I don't think it is. And Oh, there you go. Okay, next. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us why. For, for a couple of things. So the first thing is that it's really important to find a, a product that suits your goals and and your needs. And so Mm -hmm. just because it's the cheapest product doesn't necessarily mean that that's the case. So as an example, fixed rates typically have some restrictions on how many additional repayments you can make over a set period of time. And based on your situation, you might be wanting to pay down the home loan faster than what the actual repayments require. Okay. So if you had a fixed loan, it might actually stop you from making those additional repayments. So Having a rate that might actually be a little bit more expensive, but variable Mm -hmm. might allow you to pay off the loan faster. And then therefore you're actually saving a lot of money over the long term. So counterintuitively, choosing a rate that's more expensive is actually saving you more over the long term. Because typically with a variable rate, there are no such restrictions on overpayment. Correct. Absolutely. So, you know, you could take out the loan today and pay it off tomorrow and there'd be no penalty. Whereas fixed, that's not the case. But if interest rates are on the rise, Mm. is it better to put in a fixed rate? Not necessarily. To lock it in? So it can also be influenced by your your ability to make those additional repayments. The other thing as well is, you know, what the plans are with the property. So you might be looking to sell the property or, you know, move to a different lender in a certain period of time. But if the loan is is fixed, you might be restricted from doing so. Ah, Do you have to pay a penalty? Like if if it's locked in for, say, five years, I don't know how long they're generally locked in for. Say it's locked in for five years. If you want to sell after three, do you have to pay like a penalty? For not finishing it off? Typically, yes. Yeah. So with fixed okay. loans, there there can be break costs and those break costs can be very expensive. They're not just okay. a, a slap on the wrist of $50 and you know, you're on your way. Right. Um, we, we've seen okay. clients inquire about break costs and the break cost has been sort of seven, $8,000. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, you know, it, it does vary. There are quite a few different factors that go into working out what that break cost actually is. Mm. So you might get lucky and it might be zero, but it can be very expensive. So that's a, a reason that you'd also want to mm. be thinking of, am I selecting this rate because it's the cheapest or do my plans actually fit in with that timeline of that that fixed period? Yeah, that makes sense. You've got your interest rates, mm-hmm. but then I heard something recently, a thing called assessment rates. What, right. what, why is that important and why should people know about this? So assessment rates are what the banks look at to see if you can actually afford the mortgage. So 
even if the actual repayment or the interest rate that you're going to pay is, I'm just going to make this figure up, but let's say it's 3%, uh-huh. the bank wants to make sure that if rates do change during the time that you hold the loan, that you can still afford it. So okay. Generally, they will add called a 2% buffer on top or potentially more. So every bank is different. And this is why Uh potentially your borrowing capacity will change across different lenders because some banks might be a lot more harsh to apply that stress test to your situation. Um, Right. You know, if if the banks had their way, I'm sure they would lend everyone everything they could, but it's really the regulators that have come in to say, you know, we we want to make sure that if rates do go up and given the loan term that most people apply for is 30 years, chances are that rates will change during that period. So the banks are making sure that if rates were to change, can you still make those repayments? And basically who decides the minimum is APRA? right? Right. The regulators do. APRA is the regulator. APRA is the boss of all the banks and the lenders in this, in Australia. Is that right? Exactly. Exactly. Mm. But they'll have a general say of what the banks do, but then the banks can interpret that in their own way. So it means that everyone has sort of a different assessment rate or or a different stress test that they can apply. Do they decide the baseline? No. So that's where, where APRA come in. So APRA decides the baseline and then the banks can decide to make that more difficult for clients. Exactly. So some Mm. banks might only want to take on a particular type of client. Um, And so one way of doing that is if they increase that stress test. So it means that you, in order for you to get a loan with that lender, you really need to be able to afford it with them. Um, You know, they, and they might reward you by providing a cheaper interest rate as an example. Okay. Okay. That's good. Assessment rates are done by banks, but I've also heard that when you put in an application for a mortgage or you, you, you go to a broker, your broker should look at this as well, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So the, the broker is sort of the, the first line of defense. They're, they're the right. ones who, who need to understand your circumstances, understand what you're looking to, to borrow. But also their job is really to understand what the lender's policies are. Yeah. You know, a good broker shouldn't be just sort of closing their eyes and, and lobbing an application to the lender and hoping for the best. Um, Something that sticks. Yeah. It, Here we go. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So a, a good broker is, is going to understand the lender's policy, how the banks will apply their, their assessment rates mm. to that particular client scenario so that, when you're applying, there's a, a very high chance that that application is going to get approved. Yeah. So in your spare time, you're not Netflixing, Michael. You're reading <laughs> bankers' policies. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. Because yeah. you've got to keep, keep up to date with all these you know, regulations and, and policies in case they change, which I imagine is quite exciting at the moment because things are so, you know, in the media all the time. Now that there is so much talk, and I mean, we're talking about it, so we're adding to this conversation. Sure. You know, property market has been incredibly hot for the last 18 months. It's still hot. Clearance rates are still in the high 70%, which means it's still a vendor's market. There's a lot of voices saying that once interest rates increase, you know, they go up, no one's going to be able to pay them mortgage anymore and there's going to be like a glut of properties on the market and you know etc etc what is actually your take on that from the borrowing side of things how likely is that that australians are not going to be able to pay their mortgage i don't think very likely and and for a few reasons so number one i read recently uh, so APRA, the regulatory body that we're just talking about, they did a, a study and they looked into who's ahead of their repayments. Um, and this was not so long ago. So this was only at the end of 2021. And they found that that on average, that mortgage holders were 45 months ahead 
of their repayments. And wow, right. that's nearly four years. Yes, exactly, exactly. And wow, it, that's fantastic. It, it is, and and it, it shows that the regulation is working. That you know the assessment rates mm. are, are actually doing the right thing. That it shows that people can very much afford it with that buffer in yeah. place. So when the repayments are what they actually are currently, people are still able to save. In that same study that they were uh, they were looking at that offset account balances. So essentially a customer's savings balances was increasing, you know, about 10% over that, that last sort of 12 month period. So people were still able mm-hmm. to, to save, you know, and maybe that will reduce slightly if rates do increase, but you know, we need to keep in mind that as with that assessment rate, it is a, a moving, a moving rate as, you yeah. know, as, as rates increase, that assessment rate will always be called that 2% above what those rates are. So, yeah. you know, people taking out new mortgages as well will be able to a- afford those also. And imagine those saving accounts have been going up because of COVID as well. You know, COVID's obviously been awful for many reasons, mm. but one of the upsides is that people have spent less money, you know, holidays right. and whatever, have added it into their offset account. So that's that's looking healthier than ever before, which is good. Mm. Okay, so that's, that's really interesting because, yeah, I, I don't think that's all of a sudden everyone's going to be throwing their properties on the market either. Mm. But it's interesting to hear from your perspective. And and and, and 45 months is, is a significant amount of time to be ahead on your mortgage. So well done, Australia. That's very good. Very good indeed. Thank you so much for your insights into interest rates. I find it a very fascinating topic, particularly now, of course, and what's going to happen. You know, there's some very strong opinions out there. So if you found this episode interesting, but it's left you wanting more, if you've got questions, do get in touch. Hello at buyyourside.com.au. But Michael, if they want to get in touch with you at Stonehouse Group, how do they best get in touch? Feel free to, to give me a call. Uh, my number is 0406 on LinkedIn. In or shoot me an email, Michael Cheel at stonehousegroup.com.au. Well, thanks again for your time, Michael. It's been wonderful speaking with you, the voice of knowledge and reason. Uh, we'd love to have you back in the future. Everybody, thank you so much for listening and until next time. <laughs>